You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to your Valentine's Views podcast for Thursday, March 3. I'm Ed Valentine of Big Blue View, coming to you from Indianapolis, site of the 2022 NFL Combine. Have a couple of special things coming up for you before we conclude our week here in Indianapolis. I have interviews scheduled with Dan Duggan, who covers the Giants for The Athletic. And I also have an interview scheduled with quarterback guru Mark Schofield, who does a lot of work for us at Big Blue View and several places, has his own fantastic YouTube channel, works with Matt Waldman over at Rookie Scouting Portfolio and a bunch of other places. So we'll be getting those to you later on in the week. Today, though, what we're going to do is some takeaways from the media availability held by new Giants GM Joe Shane and new head coach Brian Dable earlier this week in Indianapolis. Thought we would start with a couple of audio clips from Shane and Dable to kind of set the table for our discussion. We know that the Giants on Wednesday began making salary cap moves to get under the 2022 salary cap. Here is General Manager Joe Shane speaking about what needed to be done to get the Giants under the cap on Tuesday during his press availability at the NFL Combine. Brad Bear is the guy who you can get the most cap relief from, but probably the best player maybe on the chalk block. How do you, how do you balance that? Yeah, it's going to be hard. We're, we're looking at the entire roster, but the reality of the situation is And you threw up the forty million number, right? You, you take us behind, like what your thinking is behind that. Like, what do you do? You want to have like get to a certain point, or make sure you well, have a between, certain amount left for the between season? Between where we are now, what it's going to cost to sign our, our draft class. Um, you know, the cost of uh, the practice squad is going up this year because the veterans can make more money. Uh, and then you got replacement costs, not just for injuries, but if you did want to make a move near the trade deadline or, you know, you want to leave yourself some room for that. So when you start adding all that up, you know, that's where you get roughly around $40 million. Just- Here is Giants coach Brian Dable talking about both the roster that he inherited when he took the Giants head coaching job and the quarterback that he inherited. What was your general view of the, the roster there's some guys to, to work with there's again I'd say when you evaluate the players when you're new right to do it's a lot easier to evaluate when you've been around them, right? you know that there's people you know, 
know how they learn, you know how they act on the you know what the responsibility is, how they are instinctive and obviously. So, so this evaluation was, you know, he's got good short space quickness, he's got good long speed, he does a good job of coming back to the ball, he engages well, he gets off on the ball, he sheds. Um, so now you have all these pieces, and then you have pieces that you know you need to upgrade, whatever it may be. You don't have a piece like Joe was talking about. We don't have very many offensive linemen. So many of you guys want to try out just let me know. Not quite big enough. So that's that's where we're at right now with that. Um, and now our job is to once we get them in, is figure out what they do well in our system, which is yeah. most important. Even though you know that tough decisions have to be made under the cap. Yeah. Um, how cognizant do you have to be of the fact that it's, it's a big year for Daniel Jones and his evaluation, and I assume you want to keep some good players around him, like, like a Saquon or a top receiver or whoever, to, to help him out? Yeah, you know, the thing with, with Daniel, I think that again, you could get caught up. It's tough not to about, hey, it's final year. Are they going to give him this? It's, it's just go out there. And, you know, our job is to put a system in place for him, let him play free and keep as many good guys around him as we can that he trusts and feels comfortable with throwing the ball to, uh, protecting him. It's not just it's not just DJ, right? It's a, it's a whole offense. Obviously, the quarterback is the spot that gets looked at the most, rightfully so. But 10 other guys around him have to be doing their job at a high level. All right, Giants fans, as we know, the Giants began making the salary cap moves that Shane said that they would have to begin making. They started that process on Wednesday by trimming tight end Kyle Rudolph and running back Devontae Booker from the roster, saving roughly $7 million on their salary cap. Still a long way to go, a lot of moves for them to make. Trimming Rudolph, no surprise at all, after uh, the veteran tight end had a down season for the Giants in 2021. Mildly surprising that the Giants would move on from Devontae Booker. Booker had a, a solid season for the Giants in 2021. That really is simply an economic decision with the Giants deciding that they couldn't pay a backup running back the kind of money that uh, that they would have had to pay to keep Devontae Booker. So two moves down, lots of other moves to come as the Giants try to get under the salary cap and give themselves ample room to maneuver in free agency and throughout the 2022 season. A few takeaways from Joe Shane's remarks on uh, on Tuesday. I did do a takeaways piece at Big Blue View on Wednesday. Also did a piece on uh, on the salary cap and on the possibility of Saquon Barkley being traded. Talked about the Barkley situation in other places, but just to, to reiterate, Shane said that he is open to everything, that he will listen to everything, that he is open for business if anyone wants to come to him and talk about players on the Giants roster, that obviously includes Saquon Barkley. That doesn't mean that he will trade Saquon Barkley, uh, but it means that he will listen to offers for Barkley for anyone on the roster as uh, as he tries to, uh, to set the Giants on a better path after the Giants uh, have had five consecutive double-digit losing seasons, which, of course, is, is the reason why Shane is now the GM and Dave Gettleman is, uh, is a retired GM off in Cape Cod, most likely. 
enjoying his uh, his retirement after three or four decades uh, in the NFL. But uh, anyway, Shane said that he would consider, you know, all avenues, all opportunities, whatever people present to him, he will consider. You know, my viewpoint is that it makes sense to trade Saquon Barkley. Whether that happens or not, we will have to see. Obviously, lots to come yet in terms of salary cap moves as well. The big shoe that could fall, of course, is what's going to happen with cornerback James Bradbury. Has about a $21 million cap hit in the upcoming season. Giants could save roughly $12 million, maybe $13 million if they designated him as a post-June 1 cap cut. I think it's $13.5 million that they could save if they do that. So I still believe that uh, it's unlikely that Bradbury would be part of the Giants roster in 2022 that would require some sort of a massive pay cut, some sort of a restructure something that that Joe Shane said would be a, a last resort, something he really doesn't want to do to build out the uh, or to, to fix the salary cap situation. But we will keep you guys up to date. We'll give you all the news, all the information as Shane tries to shape this roster, get the Giants ready for free agency, which comes up here in just a couple of weeks. I believe it's March 16 when teams have to be under the cap because that's when the free agent signing period begins. Uh, Shane said a couple times as well this week that he's not giving up on the 2022 season. He said he doesn't like the idea of getting his head beat in. He does recognize the difficulty that he's in in terms of having to trim salary from the roster, which means probably trimming you know, quality veteran players who could be useful and then still having to compete in 2022. But he said he would explore all avenues, whether it's undrafted free agents. Uh, he said he would be very, very calculating in free agency, looking for looking for bargains, looking for budget guys. He said, you know, looking for guys who need opportunities, guys who are hungry, you know, maybe guys who failed in previous stops or or maybe didn't get uh, the opportunity that they thought they would deserve. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see if the Giants can field a, a truly competitive team in 2022. This is obviously you know, a long-term rebuild. You know, Brian Dable says all the time that, that it's day by day, and the Giants are just at the beginning, and they have a long way to go. And it's very, very obvious that there is, you know, a great deal of work to be done here. You know, someone at the Combine said to me on uh, on Wednesday that not only do the Giants have a lot of things to do to move forward, but they have to undo a lot of the things that have been done, you know, during the Gettleman years, you know, in order to get the franchise on the proper path. Also wanted to mention that uh, Joe Shane talked about the offensive line. Obviously, the Giants have the fifth and seventh overall picks. There is an assumption that if they make both of those picks, one of the two picks would be an offensive lineman. 
and that remains a, a distinct possibility. Shane did say, though, you know, pointing to what happened in Buffalo, that you can find offensive linemen throughout the draft, that you can find them as undrafted free agents, that you don't necessarily need first-round picks in order to build a quality offensive line. So we'll see how that plays out. But uh, as Shane and Brian Dable both pointed out, I think the Giants only have five offensive linemen currently under contract. So that obviously has to change, and that will be a major, major focus of the Giants' offseason. wanted to uh, mention a couple of things that head coach Brian Dayball talked about as well in talking about expectations for Daniel Jones. You know, he said that, you know, what something that we've heard before that it's not just about Daniel Jones, that it's about the players around him doing their jobs. That, you know, the job of the Giants coaching staff right now is to support him the best that they can to put a system around him that functions for Daniel Jones. Giants have talked a lot about, or we've heard a lot about, the idea of Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka going to Daniel Jones to find out what kinds of things he likes to run, what to to begin building a playbook, to begin building an offense from there, from the things that Daniel Jones likes. So we'll see how that develops, but uh, you know we. But that's a a good starting point for the Giants is to see what Daniel Jones likes. Build the offense from there, and we'll see how that all plays out. Also interesting, I wanted to mention the uh, Brian Dayball comments about Kadarius Toney getting a clean slate. What's interesting, when I wrote the story at Big Blue View about that, was I saw a couple of comments regarding, well, why does Kadarius Tony need a clean slate? And the interesting thing about that is that I think all you have to do is review what happened in 2021 with Kadarius Tony to understand that. And if you're if you don't understand that, then then I'm not sure that that we're on the same page in terms of how we view things. The thing of it is Kadarius Tony had a bunch of injuries in 2021. We know that. He had COVID-19 twice. He was on the reserve list twice. He had a couple of of social media missteps, including uh, one around the the Henry Ruggs situation when Ruggs was involved in that uh, fatal car crash. So there were a lot of things, you know, that went on with Kadarius Toney, and I think he only wound up playing in 10 games, really was barely healthy, you know, most of the season, which makes you wonder, you know, about his preparation, all of those things. But the thing about Kadarius Toney is that he entered the NFL with people wondering about his maturity level. That was in all of the scouting reports. It was in all of the discussion no one questioned his talent. They questioned his maturity. And what we saw during the 2021 season was evidence that those maturity concerns had validity. When the Giants drafted him, when we got to rookie minicamp last spring, the Giants coaching staff, special teams coordinator Thomas McGahee, then head coach Joe Judge, 
We're talking about Kadarius Tony needing to learn how to be a pro, needing to learn how to handle himself, needing to gain the respect and the trust of his coaches and his teammates. I think the most telling thing about Kadarius Tony's rookie season is that at the very end of the season, when you asked Joe Judge and Thomas McGahee about Kadarius Tony, you got the same answer. He needs to learn how to be a pro. He needs to gain the trust of the people in this building, meaning inside the Giants headquarters, inside the Giants locker room. And that tells you that throughout his rookie season, he did not really and truly make inroads in getting that to happen, and that is concerning. But Tony, with a new regime, with a new head coach, with a new coaching staff, has the clean slate as he should. Let's see what the young man does with it. He is a tremendous talent, and obviously the Giants could use his game-breaking ability. Hopefully he will be able to bring that to the forefront. He'll be able to stay healthy, and some of the the strangeness of his rookie season will simply become a footnote in what becomes a very, very successful Giants career. All right, Giants fans, please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Keep coming back to BigBlueView.com and here on Big Blue View Radio, specifically the Valentine's Views podcast. Later in the week, I'm expecting to have Dan Duggan of The Athletic and Mark Schofield as guests to uh, to talk about uh, the Combine and all things Giants. So thank you, as always, for listening, Giants fans. Please remember to stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts.